0: to Rogue opinion and the brand new A-Team. There wasn't an immediate plot, not yet. We're back for at least one more podcast together where we're back to what we do best, creating the most bonkers and ludicrous shit because nobody asked us to, but we feel it's our duty to do so. And today we're trying to save NXT 2.0 we're trying to secure the future of WWE by creating our own NXT 2.0 characters. And who be we? I be Scott McLeod, one third of the A-Team, sitting here enjoying a lovely glass of regular Coke, not new Coke, and definitely not Dr. Pepper. Yeah, that tastes like fizzy benilin, as Alan Partridge would say. But someone who does randomly enjoy Dr. Pepper, as we found out in the last A-Team pod. Uh, but I love him anyway, because, you know, he's the other half of Teen Godfather. It's the latest addition to the A-Team. Uh, it is. Carl Pierce. Hello, Carl.
1: Hello, and yes, Dr. Pepper is a fine beverage, Scott, and I will have no disrespect towards
0: it. Yeah, I've often questioned your taste in things, Carl, and once again, I'm doing that with your (laughs) taste in beverages. I
1: very dare you.
0: Speaking of peculiar taste, Nathan Greenaway is here (laughs) for his usual brand of unusualness with uh, with these fantasy bookings. Hello,
2: thanks for introducing me.
0: Well, I had to, you were here. It would be kind of rude otherwise.
2: <laughs> I don't like Dr. Pepper, Carl. Well, I don't, I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's
2: All fair right. enough. That's fair enough. What, an argument. <laughs> what, what, what I do like is, have you guys had the... You know the guy who makes the hot sauces from Dragon's Den? The uh, Levi Roots. Oh, yeah. 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 He awesome. made like a fizzy drink, like a Caribbean-y fizzy, fizzy drink, and it is delightful. That's Class.
0: what we're basically... He, I thought you said to me like a hot sauce style like, fizzy drink. Like, <laughs> I'm sure it like, goes
2: very well with his hot sauces.
0: Like, Don't drink this on a hot summer's day, it'll just make things worse. That'd
2: <laughs> <laughs> be a hell of a tagline.
0: Yeah. Before we, we delve into this, sort of NXT I only watched uh, a lot of that in your house. I know, I know uh, we joked about maybe doing some more NXT 2.0 stuff because we fought hard for NXT 2.0 last tournament and it, rightfully came out on top of the Best New Things tournament, as it should, you know, just as finally prevailing in one of these tournaments. But uh, Nathan, since then, have you sampled much NXT 2.0 since the last tournament? I did watch NXT in your house.
2: Uh-huh. Um, then I quickly realised we weren't going to do anything with that, uh, so I've not looked at it since.
0: Well, I think there was a schedule thing. I've only watched some of In Your House, and I enjoyed bits of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I watch yeah. I watch none of it but I do sometimes watch clips of the uh the show on YouTube
2: just to see what's happening.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I
2: mean it was it was fine. It was not particularly entertaining after about I think like cuz it's so colorful and so weird like after about half an hour you're kind of like done with it. Like it really only works in snippets. Because everyone's so colorful that when they try and do really serious stuff and then they come out wearing like bright pink and uh and and talking weird you're kind of you're kind of taken out of it like i don't know it doesn't feel very serious a lot of the time
0: any favorites anyone who particularly stood out to you i hmm, can't remember anyone's
2: name i recognized a couple of people i recognized the uh the latin american gang that lost to the italians because i think he was like a super serious cruiserweight guy the yeah. main person.
0: yeah santos escobar yes
2: him uh mandy rose was there
0: she was yeah
2: yeah yeah, the man she was there. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, can and, see them. Yeah, and we can uh, remember, and I remember talking about Braun Breaker. Yeah. But I wasn't too impressed by him because he kind of just looks like everyone else.
0: <laughs> that's it, fair assessment. You know, that's Nathan's <laughs> succinct review of uh, the current NXT 2.0 product. But uh, Speaking of uh, of name changes, have you, you guys are familiar with Jordan Devlin, aren't you? You know, Irish wrestler.
1: Never heard of him, but I do but I do know JD McDonough or whatever you pronounce it
0: yeah I was going to talk about new character names in X 2 but on the latest creation of X 2.0 is J.D McDonough, who's basically rich Irish guy apparently after the, two weeks ago after they debuted another rich you know foreign guy with uh, changing Fabian Eigner to Giovanni Viching.
1: How come that's the Fabian Act was quite easy to say and then I gone for Gianarchi what? I mean they're making names more complicated I thought Vince's normal way way to do it is to simplify names like to one one name like you know Madonna or what have you
2: <laughs> just like
0: yeah. Madonna yeah. I mean I, I don't mean certain like name changes I mean some of them are stupid but like when they're changing names from that people have used like, on the indies or that have like elements of their actual name i get why they're doing that because they want to own them but there are certain people on the brand like i don't even think they was called Fabian nightner before outside of mm. w but you know it's fine the that they changed people's names when their names you gave them in the first place like uh marcel Barthel was used to be called axel deal jr then he became marcel Barthel, which was fine enough for his character Then they brought him up with walt or gunther as he's now known and they called him ludwig kaiser <laughs>
1: It's probably because it's just a name Vince hasn't thought of. He doesn't like anything that's not his idea. But I don't understand why, under any other name, that why Fabian Agner was taken away from uh, the um, the Ring General gimmick or It should have just stayed with, you know, kept the trio together. I don't understand that bit, but there you go. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think Vince's logic is, why? Because, fuck on that's why. <laughs> I know we should we should stop this regular talk of wrestling, Carl. Otherwise, Nathan's gonna get bored and tune out. I know of a podcast he's involved in, but we are here to make NXT 2.0 interesting for all folk, even people like Nathan. Keep people like him tuning in every single week. That's why we're going to create our characters, and uh, we're going to have a few. You know, like we we got a few like v we we're working on. Use, yeah, fuck I can't speak. Nathan you set up uh, basically the questions like name like attire backstory and everything so you know are you feeling confident about your about your character?
2: I feel yeah I feel confident I feel good um, about this Uh, I'm not sure how you pitch it to serious Mm -hmm. people um, that want to to go places in their career but there's probably someone out there that can make this work.
0: I'm sure there I mean remember this isn't the first time anything we've pitched you know wrestlers or wrestling gimmicks because uh way way back ago with us and some american one of our first you know pitch and create a podcast was you know create a wrestler and i created uh, a schizophrenic wrestler that won the t- titles by himself and i still maintain that's my finest work on this platform and so i spent a lot of time on this uh thinking about this right like how can i possibly top myself here uh I don't think this will completely top a uh, snap, crackle and pop, but you know, <laughs> it, it, it's not too so like a train.
2: I wish I went back and listened to it. I'm now worried that I'm just writing the same thing again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, do, you
0: do you remember who I created? Not at all.
2: Oh, no, neither do I. That's fine. I'm sure it was something else. It's been purged from all our memories. Yeah. If it's the same thing, I'll just delete the other podcast.
0: <laughs> uh carl given your past history and these kind of fucking how much backing does this wrestler have from disney oh
1: no this is this is
2: completely disney free i promise <laughs> no carl we've actually uh we got bought by disney this morning no <laughs> when this is now disney Plus's rogue opinions <laughs> <laughs> I doubt
1: even the lowest worker at Disney knows who the fuck we are. To be quite honest,
0: <laughs> we're gonna have our own we're gonna have our own tab on Disney Plus. You know, each podcast is now six episodes. Uh, so then we have to stop recording for a while <laughs> and come back.
2: Can you imagine? <laughs> and for some That's reason, a- every episode is directed by Zach Braff.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, the latest. Uh, season of Naked Men podcast has been pushed back to early 2023 no <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm trying to think of the order I was thinking Carl me and then Nathan because I always I always hate actually going after Nathan because I of even when I like you know I can match Nathan with a weirdness I always regret going after him that's fine <laughs> we can swap if you really want no, it's it's cool because I I know that you'll probably have the better gimmick. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, you're oh, making them feel oh they didn't the even do anything. Hands. I'm sorry. Look, look how you're ruining, look how you're ruining
2: poor Scott's confidence. Scott, just to make you feel better, if you lose, like, if you fine. feel like you've lost at the end of this, I wrote this as you were doing the
0: intro. Does that help you feel better? Not really. I'm. Of this afternoon. Oh. Oh, at least I it this afternoon. Oh, it's I it's it finalised this afternoon. You had your lawyer look over it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, make sure that I had the copyright for it and everything. No one yeah. else could, could have this gimmick. It's John like, Favreau had to sign off on all of these. <laughs> yeah. We're trying to get that, you know, trying to get that Mandalorian money behind it. Yeah. We're really hoping
2: <laughs> to get uh, some of that sweet, sweet Hayden Christensen rub.
0: <laughs> he is at the top of our list. Anyway, we're going to. do you guys want to do this because we've got a couple of different like aspects of the characters to go through so you like name but uh attire things like that
2: i think name and gimmick should be where we started should we be where we start
0: yeah that works yeah gimmick and back name gimmick and backstory i think so so the name of your your character and uh, a little bit about them, please. Mm -hmm.
1: okay Mine is Wrestler McWrestler, and he just wrestles. That's it. The that end. <laughs> <laughs> he pitched Bret
2: Hart to us.
1: <laughs> you you pitched half the indie scene right now. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, obviously, I'm just pissing around. So my NXT wrestler is called Charles Charlie Boy Roberts, and he's. Uh, <coughs> Cutney gangster from the east end of London. So, Why are you going? That's my crap <laughs> Cutney accent, you see. Wow, I didn't but know you were on
2: peaky Blinders It doesn't,
1: but he doesn't come alone. He has
2: two oh.
1: henchmen, com- compatriots, who act as his, you know, can be a tag team as well, a bit like um, Escobar's men and two dimes and whatever. Um, and they're called Dan Brick Jenkins and Adrian Outhouse-Smith.
2: So, you know, together the Brick Outhouse.
1: See what I did there?
2: <laughs> Carl, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Did you start with Brick Outhouse and work backwards? Pretty much, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's how WWE creative meetings go. Someone goes, "You know, we need someone like a real brick outhouse," and they were like, <gasps> <laughs> "You could
1: just see, you can just see me getting this over through Pritchard, can't you? Right, right now, is that, is that, is that daft but workable? They'd go for it. They'd go for it. You know they would. I mean, if, if you got, to... if you got two stacks and dimes or whatever they're called, you, they're gonna, they're gonna commission." brick and outhouse you just know they are
2: carl when you said there's two uh, he's got two hench men you <laughs> you put like quite a pause in it is that hench comma men
1: oh yeah his backup is uh heavies <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to think of a better I word love
2: it. I, I stopped because
1: i was trying to think of a better word for it but i couldn't so there you go <laughs> uh, and uh, collectively collectively they're known as the geezers uh, the bit of a geezer.
0: <laughs> See, we talked about people having their names changed when they moved, and, like Jordan Devlin moved from XT UK to XT. Mickey and JD McDonald. It's just basically your pitch to rebrand Sha Samuels. <laughs> Never heard of him. <laughs> I when thought
1: he was, it was, a, I thought it was a butcher.
0: <laughs> Not anymore. Not after you pitched this to Bruce <laughs> <laughs> oh. I Love it. Guys, my character, or should I say characters because, you know, we never said we could do more than one. And I thought I did technically multiple ones in one person when I did the schizophrenic character. So I technically, I'm bringing you a stable here because technically that's what Carl done well, He's got three people in there. and So we all know that there are certain characters who are pretty much ripped off from popular culture. But because people like Bruce Pritchard and that are so behind the times, this is what counts for popular culture from them. This is basically NXT 2.0 is equivalent of an A team ripoff, but to get around copyright, they are just lowercase a and then the word as uh, a big space and then team. So they're just a team. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Does it look like someone just hit the space bar like four times yes. on their entire <laughs> Yes.
0: <laughs> they uh, they wanted to go with pretty much the original names, but then the USA network had kind a of word and had to change a lot of aspects of their their characters. So the the Hannibal role is now portrayed by a wrestler called Max Headroom. <laughs> <laughs> USA had a had an issue with someone be called Mad with a Murdoch character be called Madman, so now he is mildly rambunctious Murdoch. <laughs> The team saw uh, the face man using the character with the word "face" in it was too insidery, and so he's now the tweener man. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the, sh- insidery either. <laughs> and given uh, they didn't want a stereotype, we also have rounding at the team PhD Baracus. <laughs> he's a, like me, Barakas, just a lot more eloquently spoken. Oh, I do. I do have concerns for this fool. <laughs> I've also given them all unique finishers. So Max has a diving headbutt, which he calls the diving headroom. Uh Murdoch has a, an aeroplane spin, which he calls the at-risk spin. Uh, <laughs> Barakus has a set out spine buster that he calls Would you kindly sit down? <laughs> and Tweener's uh, finisher is called the best move ever. But he rarely ever gets to hit it, so we rarely even see what it is, so we don't know. Is it the best move ever? And their collective uh, tag finisher uh, doesn't have a name, but it basically involves two of them getting in the ring, one of them, a third person, distracting the ref, while the other two, one picks up the wrestler, spreads the legs open, and the second wrestler kicks them in the balls. We are going
1: back to this is attitude era stuff, this is now. I'm, so, I'm
2: smelling some gang warfare here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the gimmick and backstory: they all trained at the same wrestling school, but then they went on the run after their wrestling school closed under suspicious circumstances, <laughs> and <laughs> fingers were unfairly being pointed at them. And now they drive around the empty Florida loop in a van that looks that is a cross between the 18 van and the 3 rolled van from Only Fools and Horses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm panicking here because I never thought
1: about giving them special finishing moves. Like that—that's not on my thing. Damn it, wasn't a
0: Scott!
1: Yeah, he's, pull, he's pulling rank here, Nathan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, I—I I I didn't think of it either. until I already worked out like most of it, and then I thought, wouldn't be funny if they all had a weird finisher as a group? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's my gimmick. I've got a stable called a team.
2: okay so my wrestler or my person i should say is called margarita constanza fuego rosea lopez Uh, she is a 1920s time traveling spanish flamenco enthusiast who ended up here by accident she also has a minor train hobby no one is sure what that last part is but she kind of likes
0: trains okay i'm hearing a lot of similarities like immediately as soon as you said i'm like that sounds like what he pitched last time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope not. I hope not.
1: Are you, uh, sure you didn't bit, go back and it's, listen? It's a bit like Saray who has to go through a portal to become a wrestler. Oh, that's a really good, Carl. Let me try that again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> His character is basically Saray meets Quantum Leap. Yeah. But also, she likes drinks.
1: <laughs> Margarita never made it home.
2: Can you please use her full name?
1: Bollocks to that. <laughs> well, you know how that's going to get short, and the, she's not even going to make it into NXT before that's short. And come on. Mm,
2: no, she did make it into NXT because she ended up here by accident. I mean, actually,
1: this sounds the most plausible one looking at what they're doing with the characters <laughs> nowadays.
0: I didn't say it was a character.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: there we go. <laughs> That's your that's your character in our backstory story there, is it?
2: Rich in detail. A 1820 in... Spanish flamenco enthusiast. I must stress, she does not know how to do the infl- the flamenco. She's <laughs> merely an enthusiast.
0: Can she do the fan angle?
2: <laughs> no, don't be stupid.
0: I'm sorry. I apologize. Yes, that was this, that was racially insensitive. This this is the time to get to get <laughs> silly apparently. No, not, not to get silly. Okay, next uh, Attire and entrance music Let's go for that Carl, you're up Okay, so
1: Curse, obviously They're gangsters, they're geezers They're going to dress pretty smart So they're going to dress in three-piece suits Grey suits, because, you know, they're boring And and, they're smart They've got They've got got fake Rolexes And and whatnot So that's their sort of on ensemble, um, you yeah, know, when they're coming out to cut promos and and shit like that, uh, in the ring, um, they wear uh, great, they were they wear, wear grace pants, speedos, tights, whatever you want to fucking call speedos. them, not the, not the long tights, but just the normal, the normal sort of, <laughs> of pants or whatever you want to fucking call them, um, with like Charlie, obviously, they, they've got their nicknames on the back of their tights and some sort of special writing that looks jazzy i i don't fucking know um black uh black um knee pads and arm pads and, and boots and um they come out to um a really crappy version wwe knockoff version of a town called malice <laughs> so you can imagine something that sounds almost like it, but not quite, and really shit.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it. So my team, uh, you know the the white kind of suits that the Backstreet Boys wear at one point in the video for I Want It That Way.
1: Oh, well, what Liverpool wore one time.
0: Well, basically they wear that, but like camouflage version of those, so it's like in camel colours. They that like, <laughs> they
1: like, that like James McIntyre pick out that wrestling yeah
0: yeah very much except uh is one instead of uh, like a suit jacket and a suit shirt he's just got a a tight camel like tight top and randomly a stethoscope (laughs) around his neck uh, people always (laughs) question like why do you have that you're you're not an md you're a phd like so i like stethoscopes you can don't judge me if i can bring this to another thing if i want to Uh, and they come out to uh instincts it's gonna be me but in french (laughs) <laughs>
2: good, good reference <laughs> I like it uh, So Margarita Constanza Fuego Rosario Lopez uh, She obviously turned up in this day and age Wearing like super old clothes From uh, 1820s Spain So WWE supplied her with some leggings And a sensible top uh, She also goes to the ring Wearing a train driver's hat uh, But she never gets in the ring wearing it uh music she has none she isn't allowed any
0: why not because
2: no they don't know who she is she just appeared here one day she just appeared mm-hmm. at the WWE performance center as if by magic perhaps they could just recycle fandango's old music or something
1: Look,
0: can we yeah, stop being racially insensitive <laughs> i mean he's got a plethora of royalty free music they could have probably offered and just select a track and give it to her.
2: yeah uh, she didn't have a social security number So they're they're claiming she's not an employee or a uh, contractor.
3: (laughs) No one's an employee,
2: apparently.
0: (laughs) Okay. I don't want to ask any further questions about that, lest I also be called a racist. Uh, Carl, let's go back to your character. Give us their first feud and their unlikely title run. Right, so
1: this isn't going to surprise you, but their first feud is obviously going to be with... Tony D'Angelo and his cronies, because, you know, gang warfare, they, they all think they're the biggest geezers around. That they, they, They're they going to fight off the NXT supremacy, and they'll be, you know, they'll be able to spin out for years, because well, months, because there's six, so they can have different combinations, and each one will probably wrestle each other about 57,000 times. So, you know, that, that, that feudal we'll rustle on for a while and then um charlie boy will end up wrestling someone and winning the north american title i can't remember who's got it now is it trick williams perhaps but uh i envision tony D'Angelo winning it at some point and then Ah uh, charlie boy will win it off him
0: uh you were close on that one it's a uh... Guy who, who trick Williams is the bodyguard for Camille Hayes. That currently has. The, oh, that's you know, it. Yeah, sorry. And yes, I'm sure him versus Charlie Boy or whoever uh, would be one hell of a match. All the stars in the world.
1: Exactly. Maybe even a triple threat match: Camilla Hayes, um, Tony D'Angelo, and Charlie Boy.
0: yeah. Classic. Oh, classic. Six hundred
1: thousand stars at the Tokyo Dome
0: incoming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, feel a bit awkward here, Carl, because my team's first week given the first deal is also with Tony D's.
3: Oh, look uh, at
1: uh, be- hey, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was worried about Nathan going first. I shouldn't have let Carl go before me. i the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could have turned it around on him. But, but it's, but it's basically now after in your house they beat uh, Santos, and they're basically working under. So basically, the combination of those two groups versus my a team, uh, two dimes, who's recently been released, was written off because he was mysteriously kidnapped and thrown in the back of the team's van <laughs> and just never seen again. And then two weeks later, stacks got taken away as well. And then it all culminates uh, with Tony uh, Santos, Joaquin Wilde, and whatever Rahul's been renamed to. Not Rahul. The other one uh <laughs> versus the this is the team inside of war games uh insert volume we sound clip here uh and it's just when it looks like all is lost for the team they're just they're going to be able to pull it back tweener really starts to you know do his own version of a hulk up and i was like is he gonna do it is this gonna be the moment where he finally hits the best move ever and he sneaks up behind tony d'angelo like what's he gonna do what's he gonna do puts him in a sleeper hold like he's got it locked in, he's got the best move ever, the best sleeper holes in the world. And Tony D'Angelo immediately gives up and immediately passes out. And the team all stand tall and drive off in their little van into the sunset to fight another holiday, having been victorious inside of war games. <laughs> <I> <laughs> so have a feud. But you see, they're not even their biggest rivals. They were just their introduction because their biggest uh, rivals come as a result of their very, very unlikely tag team title run when uh, they unseat toxic attraction to win the women's tag titles and hold them <laughs> as part of the free bird rule. And then Murdoch went to a spell that they wouldn't let him wrestle on NXT TV. So he was relegated to wrestling in singles matches uh, on the NXT, you know, basically developmental show Level Up and wrestled so many matches there, he officially declared himself the Level Up Champion. Uh <laughs> created his own belt and everything, went six months before it was defending on takeover, because before that, they kept saying to him, you can't defend this on a takeover, you're not an official champion, this is not a thing. Even though he was defending it on official matches every single week on level up, uh, he held that level up title for over 570 uh, days, until he teamed with, let's say, uh, Brackus, uh, to take on Wendy in a 2-1 handicap match for the women's and level-up title. Wendy Chu somehow gets the win with a roll-up on Murdoch and she unifies the level-up and NXT women's tag titles and holds th- all three belts back on, back on her own. And that, w- that would single the end that would be their swan song in NXT 2.0 before their call-up.
2: There's so many words in that that I've never heard
0: before.
2: <laughs> What's a level-up championship? <laughs> He's just made it up.
0: Oh, okay. I mean, level-up is basically the NXT for NXT if they're it's what what it's what they replaced to a five live with like you know like your 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 superstars or main yeah. event where people who aren't ready yet for NXT go and wrestle.
2: <laughs> people who can't wrestle yet go on T V to wrestle. That's <laughs> Very much, yeah. Uh... <laughs> uh, so first feud this gets really complicated. Uh, oh, now it gets so,
0: complicated.
2: Yeah, Margarita Constanza Fuego, Rosario Lopez is first feud so for quite a few weeks she would sort of panically walk around the building because she didn't know where the fuck she was. And uh, and she would just walk up to people and ask uh, for what roughly translated as to to know where the agency is. Agencia! That's what she would say to everyone, uh, except with a Spanish accent. Um, so for quite a while, people just presumed that this didn't really exist uh, until she bumped into... Now, I don't... got People listening, I don't know who any NXT 2.0 people are, so I just picked random people I knew. Uh, until she bumped <laughs> into Tazawa, um, and then she suddenly just looked absolutely shocked out of her mind. Now this is like week nine of her just panically walking around wherever they film NXT these days. Um, and then she, when she got shocked after seeing Tazawa, she took out her old like 1820 Spanish purse and like took a picture out, and there was someone that looked exactly like Akira Tazawa. Um, so Tazawa took umbrage with it. Um, they they got in a translator to try and roughly work out what was going on, and essentially Margarita was saying that Tazawa looks exactly like the scientist that sent her here. uh So tozawa was refuting this and saying there's no history in his family of ever going to Spain. He doesn't even know where Spain is, he claims. uh So they ended up now this was part of this the WWE took advantage of a little bit because they got a really good like sponsorship deal from Ancestry.com. Uh, so at one of the NXT shows. Um, they did an ancestry.com match, uh, which was basically just a match, but they replaced everything with ancestry.com's logos. <laughs> um, so Margarita Constanza Fuego, Rosea Lopez won uh, on the pre show. Uh, so Tezawa then had to retrace his his family tree. Uh, unfortunately, no one asked ancestry.com how long this would take. So, like 12 weeks of silence uh, until Tezawa revealed that uh, he was not related to the person. In uh, what's her name? Sorry, I flipped the page and forgot her name immediately. Margarita <laughs> Constanza Frega Rovella Lopez's picture. It's hardly surprising,
0: yeah. Uh, so own character,
2: yeah. So she then disappeared off of TV for like eight weeks and uh came, came back and accidentally won the NXT title. Uh, this was at a house show, no footage exists of her beating Gumpher, and
0: that's it. I mean, there are oh, times, well, well. times where you called us racist, but I carried at least three instances in there of times where I could have called you racist. Why? Well, what did I say that was racist? So she sees this Japanese man and assumes that he must be related to the same She Japanese had a picture,
2: and it was someone that looked exactly like. This is terrible for an audio format, or I would be showing everyone the picture. Uh, But she looked exactly. The guy in the picture looked exactly like Akira Tozawa. And she's shocked as all hell because she doesn't know where the fuck she is.
0: Oh, it all makes, perfect,
2: all makes that perfect sense. Look, have you ever done that thing where you look at someone and you're like, oh my God, I know that face? And then you think it's the scientist that sent you here through time?
0: <laughs> no, because no scientist has ever taken the time to send yeah. you to another team.
2: I should say that she then had to immediately vacate the NXT title
0: because she was called up to the main roster. <laughs> seems fitting. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, So, Carl, please explain to us, uh, you know, your characters uh, run on the main roster. Were they successful? Did they flop? And inevitably, were they released and why? (laughs) Yeah.
1: So they got called up to the main rosters to smack down because they thought there'd be a good feud for the Peaky Blinders um, gimmick that um, Seamus and his cohorts have got um I forgot who else is in that bloody group now. Pete and well Butch or whatever and whoever else it is, I don't bloody know. Uh, and um yeah, but they obviously they have to have the names changed in short, and shortened. So Charlie Boy is just Charlie. Um but the Brick Jenkins is just called Brick and Adrian outhouse Smith is just House. So <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah, that's the way it's got to be on the main roster. And um, they, they lose their first match. They, they lose the beat down, they lose, they lose their first match in 10 seconds flat because, you know, that's that's how you have to be treated when you come up on, on the main roster. Um, one of them mysteriously disappears, House... We don't get a reason. He just stops coming on the TV all of a sudden after a few few weeks, and we just get uh, uh, Charlie and um, brick and they end up competing, uh, well, trying to compete for the tag team championships after Usos, who have still had them for fifty-seven thousand years, and they they just keep getting beat. Um. Then, um. Brick suddenly disappears, Charles ends up being a new latest recruit of the Alpha Academy and they go round and have some uh, trios, matches with different folk until eventually after just less than a year in um, the main roster Charles, the, the, the rest of the formula Charles, Charlie Boy Roberts is let go due to budget cuts. So Yeah. Uh, Flapped harder than me when the Viagra wears
0: off. uh, Those darn budget cuts, you know, you can't (laughs) can't help them. Uh, So when a team was brought up to the main roster, they got an initial push. You know, it actually looked like they had plans for this new group on the main roster. Uh, Vince was already sick of the Judgment Day groups, so pretty much within the spell of a month after a few matches across Raw and uh, pay-per-view, uh, they were basically they were used to basically job out the Judgment Day and write them off, you know, and split the faction up. The team looked like they were to tail contention. Max Headroom even won the men's mine in the bank, but then this coincided with Vince being having to step down due to the investigation. Stephanie stepped in. Stephanie didn't understand the appeal of this group. She and Triple H sat down with their daughters to watch the Team 2010 film, and they thought it was shite, and so they didn't want any <laughs> reminders of that film, and so. Max Cedrin was booked to lose his money in the bank briefcase and 30 seconds at SummerSlab to Riddle. <laughs> uh, the team tried multiple times to win the raw tie team titles, were regularly unsuccessful. Uh, Brackus had to leave TV for six months because he accidentally got injured taking a spear uh, through the barricade by Roman after a beatdown after a beatdown after a match, another loss for the tie Titles against the Bloodline. Uh, Murdoch and Tweener both got brief runs as 24-7 champion and there, so the team kind of milled around between RAW and uh, WWE main event uh, after their initial push was uh, scarpered. Uh, the next but next biggest thing after losing main event that Max would get would be coming runner-up in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, losing to Riddick Moss to make Riddick Moss a two-time back-to-back Andre the Giant Memorial <laughs> Battle <laughs> Royal winner. <laughs> Uh, they, one of them wasn't officially released Murdoch just stopped showing up one day and then eventually people just stopped talking about him so he just stopped showing up and so he, his contract inevitably ran out uh, Tweener was released because he he wasn't used to parking the team's van and accidentally backed into Bruce Pritchard's car and so he got let go and so, and then the creative team were told okay think of ideas for Barakas and Headroom as a tag team no, we're going to rebrand them completely. They thought of a few ideas, showed them all to Vince and Bruce Pritcher when Vince made his return. Vince hated all of them and thought, oh God, there's only two of them. They're not really worth the money we're paying. So budget cuts. The other two were let go. And so came the end of the team.
2: That's a real rollercoaster. I feel like that's almost Hall of... They're going to end up in the Hall of Fame. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Inevitably. So after having to vacate the NXT Championship, Margarita Constanza Fuego Rosario Lopez was uh, called up to the main roster. Uh, somehow she still isn't actually under contract, um, but her sort of panicky walking around apparently just made sort of uh, made sort of Vince chuckle. Um, I don't know if there's a racist undertone to that or not. <laughs> um, so Vince, yes, this, this is God. shit. Damn, yeah. this is this is good shit, but it's quite unfortunate what happened. Uh, so Margarita Constanza fuega Roseo Lopez was just changed to, uh, it was just called a Fuega Immigrant. Um, so they did 28 weeks of oh, vignettes, <laughs> <laughs> 28 weeks of vignettes for her, where they just sort of had her trying to cross borders. Uh, um, and then she wasn't actually released. Weirdly, what happened is she just stopped turning up to work. And everyone thought, oh, that's great, she's she's getting out of there. Um, but they actually just could never find her again. Uh, and apparently, like, the police broke down her front door and all they found there was her leggings and sensible top and train hat. Uh, and she was gone. It was a major news story. Uh, and I'll, I'll leave it there for now. But she's she's gone. She's vanished.
0: Wow. I generally was worried, just worried like, oh, she's not turning. I was generally worried the next new it was, Turns out she got deported or something like that because you just it <laughs> really no, does about borders and stuff. She's
1: she's gone. They need to check John Isis's house, I reckon. Oh, she's
2: she's gone.
0: <laughs> well, all of our characters have had sad ends and their are WWE, room, but it doesn't mean they finished wrestling. So, Carl, please talk about your uh your your character's uh Big Charlie's first date on the end day. And if and when he went to AEW,
1: what what you you mean there's wrestling outside of WWE? Wait a second. I know there's a lot of information to <laughs> process right now. <laughs> no, so yeah, they, they 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 do go on the indies. Yeah, obviously, they, a couple of them have to wait for their um, non-compete clauses to. To run out, I mean I don't really know a lot about just the indie scene But yeah, they get they Because get, they're ex-WWE, they get, they get a few Bookings under, under different names and, and they do okay for themselves But it's when they get picked up By Impact Wrestling, it's when everything Starts changing So, so Charles Charlie Boy Roberts is now Robert Charles And we have Brick is now Cinderblock And Outhouse is now Chateau. And they're they're, the cockneys in um, Impact. And they come in, and I have no idea who's who's holding any belts in Impact because I'm not one of the five people that watch it. But. um, I like Impact. (laughs) Yay, we're five of the five people that watch it, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, fuck you. Well, that's only because he's got all five TVs in his house on at the same time.
0: But uh, <laughs> I told you to stop looking in my window.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, they, um, it's who's he, Impact Champion uh, Scott just tell me so so the viewers can't hear. Hey, uh, it's Josh Alexander. So yeah, so Robert Charles beats. Uh, was it Josh Alexander? Uh, wins the Impact Championship. <laughs> then he beats jo- Then he beats Jordan Grace. Wins the Knockouts Championship, and he becomes the first ever person to jointly hold the Knockout Championship, the Impact Championship, whatever. And um, but that, you know, because Tony Khan's always got his finger on the pulse. He's, you know, the wrestlers wrestling. Chairman, owner, bloke. So he doesn't care about Cinder Block and Chateau, but he brings um, Robert Charles over to Impact. He can keep that name because that, that's fine. He just pays Impact a Fiverr and they're happy with that because they've got the fuck all money. And um, he debuts on uh, Impact. And he's, for a few weeks, he's Tony Card's new favourite toy. Beats Christian. Um, Goes with a six-hour draw with um, Kenny Omega, uh, and then he faces um, John Moxley, who's the interim champ. And he becomes, but he gets beaten, and then he gets shuffled quietly onto is it um, AEW Dark, mm-hmm. and he's never heard from ever again. Oh,
0: what a... a sad end. Oh, yeah, that's we sad. he?
2: Yeah, that's really sad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he, he goes back to England and opens a coffee shop. Is that is that better? That's better. Thank you. <laughs> <a little> better. <laughs> no sad endings here at Disney. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, yes, for oh, Disney. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, the, becomes, the, he becomes all the Daft Charles, and, and 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 then he goes to. Open
0: a coffee shop. And gets a six part C talking about his coffee job and its struggles.
1: <laughs> oh shit, my battery's running low. I need to, I need to uh, find
0: my charge yeah. <laughs> it's oh
1: Come on, ten percent! Come
0: on, ten percent! God damn it! Well, i from right, I don't want you to miss this, but, but yeah, talking about the sad stuff at the end. I mean the This is Disney. The sad stuff may come at the start when someone close to them just randomly dies, just to start you off in a depressing foot. <laughs>
2: oh yeah, yeah. i would every... say none of our wrestlers have both their parents alive uh, oh, no. it's obviously disney
1: oh yeah i mean Char- charlie boy just killed both his parents because he's that much of a
0: geez jesus he, he just did it for the laugh you're <laughs> <a> laugh. <laughs> all good though carl you know panic panic over
1: yeah, yeah, I'm all plugged in, it's, uh, and also the iPad's plugged in too,
0: so I think it's good <laughs> to go. it has been plugged back in. Should reboot <laughs> any second now. <laughs> Nurse!
1: Nurse! Where's my blanket?
0: <laughs> okay, so this is a lot of information coming at you here. So, Rackus, uh, shall I just retires from wrestling altogether and goes to live on a farm. And doesn't <laughs> keep much contact with the rest of the team. The other guys wait out their 90-day really, no compete until they make a, a big return. All three of them reunited at Joey Janelle's spring break number, whatever the next one would be, and when a treat big trio's match against the main street posse or someone of that help because Joey Janell just loves bringing out attitude other guys for random appearances at these shows. <laughs> uh, Tony Khan brings them into AW as a trio and because TNT and TBS like we show in the old A Team uh, movie, he has a lot of money. manages to get a, a deal where they can have the actual A Team names so that they don't get sued. <laughs> Twenty can has all the money in the world, so they're now Hannibal, face and well, Madman, or officially, and he greatly overestimates how much how much the AEW fans will actually enjoy and invest in seeing them in a long term program in AEW. So the debut. Uh, to confront the Undisputed Elite, they, they interrupt the Young Bucks, Kyler Riley, Bobby Fish, Adam Cole, all of them expecting a big pop, they girl like oh, it's, it's them and uh, after a couple of weeks realizes shit, these guys aren't invest- as invested as I thought they would be so they immediately get chopped out to to the Undisputed Elite Uh then decide, you know what's best if we break up. Murdoch goes and forms a very successful long term comedy tag team with Dan Housen called uh, which is eventually nicknamed Rambunctious Housing and uh, they eventually <laughs> win the AEW Tag team championships from the Young Bucks. Uh, Murdoch and uh, no, uh, Face and Hannibal Stay Together and wrestle for weeks and weeks on AEW Dart before anything really of note happens. Uh, Face gets really annoyed by this after his release Toy and then it grants it and then immediately stops talking to him. And then Face goes down to AAA, has a a long career down there where Baracus comes out of retirement for a couple of weeks. The two of them win the AAA tag team titles before Baracus immediately vacates has half of the belts and goes back to his farm and face as a long successful career in Mexico and AAA. Uh, and then eventually Hannibal comes back to TV, uh, gets a brief run with a TNT title uh, before Khan shits him off to Ring of Honor when that officially starts back up. And Hannibal holds the Ring of Honour TV title for like 400 days because they forget that he has it before he before he soon retired by putting over whoever Tony Khan wants to push in his version of Ring of Honour. So he went out on his <laughs> back.
2: <laughs> this is some solid careers. Yeah. Who's your favourite of the three, Scott?
0: You mean the four? There's four of them, remember? Four of them, sorry. Uh, probably Murdoch. Yeah, <laughs> my, yeah, Murdoch's the best. <laughs> <laughs> he's the one you to have a beer with <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's the one he's the only one um so Margarita Constanza Fuego Roseo Lopez uh, at the minute everyone's looking for her she's gone she she's gone they can't find a single sign of her there's no evidence of any of any sort of misgivings or anything like that uh, so for the next like two two and a half years it's just sort of radio silence the police give up no one even knows who this woman is uh but then. A wrestling historian finds some sort of pictures and posters from 1930s shows all over uh, Mexico and and America advertising Margarita Costanza Fuego Rosario Lopez. And there's pictures. So maybe she really was a time traveler. And there's evidence of her, Akira Tozawa's great granddad or not, as it turned out. Um, She doesn't make it to AEW because it didn't exist. And uh, but there is a great documentary on Prime uh, about her life, written by Carl.
0: <laughs> Good on you, Carl. You got your documentary on Amazon. I mean, to be
1: honest,
2: that's just not going to happen. I wouldn't be able to spell her name for a start, let alone anything else. <laughs> well, you you really be- believed in her story and believed that she was a time traveler that the WWE exploited horribly uh, for like sixty three weeks. Uh, and, and yeah, you made you made an incredible documentary. It debuted all at film festivals all across the universities of Manchester. And for some reason, it got uploaded on Prime, which is apparently quite easy to do. Hell, what a um, story. I bet I never made any money out of it then to die. It's wrestling oh, well. journalism because you
0: did with some journalism and, and uh, documentary filmmaking girl. They're not easy. Yeah, those two
2: big <laughs> cash cows of the film industry
0: well gentlemen i don't know to pat us on the back but i do believe we've made we've done some great work here today
1: i think we've saved nxt 2.0 and it's ratings it's
2: gonna go through the room who do we do we need to go around the table and say who our
0: favorite is uh if you if you feel the need to okay i think we usually Uh, do (laughs) if you want to make one one person feel good and the other person feel like shit then yeah all right
2: isn't that what we usually do (laughs) oh yeah, yeah
0: but if you want to do it then you go so Nathan, who's your favourite then? Who, 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 If you heard about which of these guys, if you heard about them, would you immediately want to check out the next episode of NXT
2: 2.0? I do like the geezers, but I feel like if the WWE just full-on started ripping off movies in a really obvious like, C movie way, I would <laughs> probably start watching it a bit more. Uh, so I am gonna have to go for a team.
0: I mean, if they if they ripped up movies, I mean they're already ripping off TV, So that's what Tony, that's what buddy Tony D'Angelo. Yeah, is exactly. Crazy. Yeah. He, so much so he, he knows it so much so that before he's North American title shot this week, he photoshopped the North American tale into pictures of Tony Soprano. Yeah. <laughs> but I think
2: you know more. I think it has to be more obvious. That, like the Sopranos is is easy to do a gangster gimmick, but if they literally were like, yeah, this is our new stable, a team. And it's pretty much like fake Diesel, <laughs> fake Razor Ramon levels of of, of gimmick. I'd I be I'd be quite into that. So a team would make me watch NXT 2.0 for like three weeks.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, well, <laughs> it would make me watch, but it would get tiresome really quickly.
0: <laughs> I mean, you seem to like the sound of Murdoch. Would he convince you to watch NXT level up on the network? Or the highlights
1: <laughs> of it. Commission at WWE, I'll get Nathan
2: watching. I think it would convince. You know what, Scott? It would convince me to watch
0: most weeks of the YouTube <laughs> highlights. <laughs> uh, uh, Carl, what do you what do you think? Who who do you like the best? Well,
1: I like I like I do like both. Um, yours is... Pretty cool. I've always I was a big fan of the eighties eighteen because I grew up watching that back in the day. But the absurdity of Nathan's just, you know, <laughs> it's just got me, to be honest. And a name that we all know on future podcasts I'd butcher to oblivion. So, you know, you're not gonna have fun listening to me do that.
0: So, I want to see a documentary about you making your documentary <laughs> uh, and how you got through making that documentary without being able to pronounce the name of the person who you're making the documentary
1: about. I, 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 I just said Miss Lopez. Miss Lopez. <laughs>
2: Wait, you don't know she's a mess. Ms.
1: <laughs> you, know, it's like, you know, the people who don't want to be Misses or a, a mess just go Ms.
2: So know. <laughs> funny. The documentary's like 75 minutes long but there's 36 hours of cuts where Carl mispronounces the name <laughs> <laughs> well, only 36 hours <laughs>
0: <laughs> And then after they claim that he gets free documentary then a six part documentary just comes out and they have like the dark secrets behind the pronunciation of you, Carl Pierre. You she you know, like, was the, the key people court where you couldn't pronounce the deal with Tommy's name. You
1: know when you know when actors have a stunt double or maybe a hand double or a, a bum double. I've got a I've got a name pronunciation
2: double. <laughs> <laughs> which which uh, Carl? Which you, I feel like you know which James Bond is it where they dubbed over the guy? Uh, Oh, I can't remember which one it is. Is it George Lazenby? That yeah, I think very it's. Um, it would just be uh, Car speaking, and it'll be like a mid-Atlantic American accent.
1: <laughs> <at that time>. <laughs> 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 no idea if it's my mouth movements.
0: Yeah. So. <laughs> okay, okay. So like, it's never in time with your mouth movements. So it's like one of those old like dubs over come through the movies.
1: They get they get James Earl Jones <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not really, it's just cuts from store once again. <laughs> yeah. Or they get Carl to say like each individual part of the name slowly and then just super cut it all together so <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's dubbed over every time. It's, yeah, the one, like
1: no, the one time I get it right, they just loop in every <laughs> every time. <laughs>
0: I, have to, I, have to think, I think Carl's I like Carl's idea. I basically like an English cockney version of basically whatever Tony D'Angelo is doing right now. Mm-hmm. And also given the fact that I pictured Chas Angles playing Charlie uh, and I don't know who you get the face to saving. He's teaming with Noam Dar and they getting Noam Dar coming as a Scottish guy to try and do his best cockney accent.
2: He can be he can be Brack. <laughs> oh, so everybody wins. Everybody wins. Everybody wins here at Disney. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we can't have we're somebody just, not win. Just,
1: we don't get sued. We're not really Disney. Please don't sue us. <laughs> We've got no po- money.
0: <laughs> we, pr- we probably will be, though, Disney. Everything will eventually be Disney at some point.
2: <laughs> On that bleak note, <laughs> <laughs> and it's yeah, not we- a bad thing. We're going to get a producer's note that's like, uh, guys, you didn't say Marvel the entire podcast. <laughs> no! <laughs> if you, if you want,
0: I think if you want to see what an actual Rogue Disney-sponsored podcast would look like, maybe we should check out Name Easy, because we pretty much exclusively at this point cover things by Disney Plus, like Marvel or Star Wars related. I mean, we're going to do The Boys, which is an Amazon show, but when we do get bought out, we'll get a note across our like, Please stop promoting other streaming services content. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that plug because
2: it was like, yeah, we 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 do Disney Plus stuff, but we're going to do the boys next.
0: <laughs> well, we are like, like it just happens that the shows me and Carl want to talk about are all conveniently on Disney Plus, and this is even a sponsored ad. <laughs> Disney Plus, which you can
2: get a seven day free trial with if you've not signed up before. Yeah, a fourteen day trial. Use code rogue.
1: <laughs> 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 don't know this code does not exist. The three people that listen to this. Don't don't try it. Don't sue no. us.
0: It, no, it's totally real. and definitely won't tell us give us all your personal information so we can program part of it for our podcast.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh wow. We did some good work uh, here. We did, yeah. I think we did, but you know, we also do some other great work on other podcasts here in the Rogue Opinions feed, and let's plug some of those right now. Nathan, would you like to do your plug? Uh,
2: yeah, sure, sure. Uh, you can find me every week on the Naked Men podcast with me and my uh, co-host Ben. Chat uh, whatever topic sprung into our head throughout the week. Uh, the week just gone, we we talked about sandwiches, talked about Jamie Fox. Um. <laughs> and whatever whatever else I don't know conspiracy theories I think uh was this week and if it wasn't that was the week before <laughs> uh, so you got it's a long there's a long time there and uh yeah isn't time funny one day you're an NXT wrestler the next day
0: you're <laughs> back where you belong well time is a construct of human perception Nathan. yes we are all Margarita Constanza <laughs> oh, Quirk, look at look at Scott getting all deep and
2: intelligent <laughs> Yeah, and uh, yeah, go, go on, go on Disney Plus and watch Miss Marvel because no one else is. <laughs>
3: we're just that's your have
2: it that this week.
0: That's your that's your homework. Okay, two people did, uh, <laughs> but that's your homework this week.
3: Right,
0: uh, Carl, would you like to plug the great work that you're doing, Disney and otherwise? Yeah, as Scott has already pointed out. Me and him team up
1: as Team Godfather The pudding Ain't Easy. And we're currently running down the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Hopefully, it's not out yet, is it? But hopefully, uh, episode five will be out shortly. So um, keep your ears and eyes peeled for that. And we'll also be doing the season finale soon. So, you know, pudding Ain't Easy and not is watching the boys when you're contracted to Disney, but, you know, we'll try, we'll try. Um, <laughs> you can, if you want to listen to me and Liam cry about Arsenal and Manchester United being shit, you can tune into Guns and Devils. <laughs> and um, me and Nathan have got a couple of tennis pods up so you can check those and hopefully we might do a review of Wimbledon after that tournament's finished if we can get the schedule in if, and you're up for that Nathan?
2: Uh, sure, I feel like mentioning that on the podcast has really tied me down to it but... <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that that was the plan <laughs> uh, Smart boy Carl, smart boy <laughs> uh, As we uh, like Carl and I both said, "Podney ain't easy." We're going to do Kenobi, uh, Doctor Strange, and the Multiverse of Madness is finally on Disney Plus. So we'll oh yeah, I forgot. Something I forgot around that. We we're going to do that. Then we're going to do the boys, uh, where we have to go into detail about the graphic shit that goes on there before our Disney Overlord. To, like, "No, you can only do family-friendly content. Do not
1: do <laughs> you are not talking about exploding penises on your part." <laughs>
0: Because I'm one of the five people who does watch, Impact, according to Carl, <laughs> uh, me and Paul from Scott and Paul's Random Podcast, which is on this feed and our own feed where you get your podcasts, we'll be doing a review of Slammiversary uh, this weekend. Uh, Slammiversary last weekend, but also the review's going up this weekend. We have already done predictions for it. So go back and check out those predictions if you haven't seen, if you've seen the show, and you can laugh at how wrong we were or how right we were, you know. Or geniuses when it comes to that kind of thing uh retro smackdown is coming back this weekend uh, we're doing a recording and uh a major announcement regarding the future of retro Smackdown will be made on that show so there's a little incentive for you to tune in uh and if you still have a lot of podcasting content in your life why don't you go over to a show i hosted on essr where we look back 20 years ago this week the king of the ring 2002. A card that was, good, that was good on paper, but was mostly a bit underwhelming. Sorry. Podcasts oh, galore. There's almost as many podcasts that we are all involved in as there are content on Disney+. Plus.
1: Because we're the only <laughs> buggers that make the podcast
0: anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what, Carol? We may, that may be the case, but that is why we are the A Team. That's exactly it.